Welcome home. I'm so glad you hit play on my podcast, Home Ec Express. My name is Jamie Umfenauer, and I am your host, and this is episode 58, The Perfect Pumpkin. Okay, my friends. So it is October 30th, the day before Halloween, also my birthday. And so I thought we would do one of my favorite um, foods to talk about and teach about, which is pumpkin. And so pumpkin, there's so many fun food facts about pumpkin. And then I think, I think after we go over some of the food facts and the benefits, the health benefits of pumpkin, I'll tell, tell you about how I prepare it and use it at home because of course, you know, it is pumpkin spice season. Um, but pumpkin is actually one of the most nutrient dense packed foods, but is also low calorie, of course, until you add cream and processed sugars and those type of things to it. So pumpkin is also called winter squash and it comes in many delicious varieties that are very rich in fiber. Um, and fiber helps you feel fuller longer. One cup of pumpkin has seven grams of fiber, which is more than you get with two slices of whole grain bread. And this is very good news for our heart health. Um, pumpkin is loaded with a ginormous supply of beta carotene, which is converted in the body to vitamin A. Vitamin A is essential for eye health and helps the retina absorb and process light. One cup of pumpkin has over 200% of the daily need of vitamin A. Pumpkin contains lutein and zeaxanthin, which are two antioxidants found to help prevent cataracts and possibly slow the development of macular degeneration. The huge amount of vitamin A helps your immune system to effectively fight infections, viruses, and infectious disease. Pumpkin oil helps fight bacterial and fungal infections. Pumpkin, ha um, pumpkin provides 20% of your daily need of vitamin C. Pumpkin helps with protecting your skin from UV rays and keeps you looking younger. You can actually make face masks from pureed pumpkin and other pantry items. The beta carotene in pumpkin is also a cancer fighter, particularly for prostate and lung cancer. Eating pumpkin seeds unsalted have also been found to lower blood pressure. Pumpkin has been shown to reduce blood glucose levels, improve glucose tolerance, and increase the amount of insulin the body produces. Always be aware of adding sugars. More research is being done to the benefits of pumpkin for diabetics directly, but there is that key with the amount of sugar that people sometimes add when using pumpkin. So as you can see, we have a tremendous amount of benefit that comes from such a gorgeous and unique vegetable. Um, actually, pumpkin is used quite a bit in animal feeding when you don't want to use maybe um, kibble or pellets or something that came from a producer. Um, giving pumpkins, and I, I call it the pumpkin guts to animals, um, and of course how you give it to them depends on what species, um, but we would always save our pumpkin, um, you know, when we're carving pumpkins or whatever for our cattle. 
dogs can eat cooked pumpkin. It does really good for them, especially if they're not um, healthy. You know, maybe they they're fighting something. Their gut is a little off. Um, so there's we've given it pigs, goats, you name it. So it's it's a wonderful, nutritiously dense food for humans and animals. Um, you know, this time of year. And actually yesterday we were in Pasca, Oklahoma um, for the fall festival and to visit the Pioneer Woman. Woo woo. Little shout out to the Pioneer Woman. We finally got to meet her yesterday and she is as lovely, sweet, and kind as you would think she is um, based off of her writing and her television shows. And so there were pumpkins everywhere though. And, and you know, that's kind of like the warm, co cozy feeling that we get. Um, this time of year. And so besides them being, you know, a celebration with like fall festivals and pumpkin patches and things like that. Um, but they, they're also an amazing food that is very uh, long lasting. So um, we plant pumpkins usually in, or winter squash um, in June ish, depending on your area. And they're harvested, of course, um, in the fall. And that's part of, you know, the celebration of harvest is you get all these gorgeous varieties. There's dozens and dozens and dozens of, uh, varietals of winter squash and pumpkins. And actually the jack-o'-lantern type pumpkins are the ones that you do not want to use for cooking. They're not very good. Um, those receive more water than, um, then maybe like a Cinderella pumpkin or kombucha pumpkin, or um, there's so many other varieties that are better for um, eating. Um, but the jack-o'-lantern type of pumpkins are very watered and um, it helps to get that hollowness inside of them as well so that they are good for carving. Because if you've ever tried to carve uh, like a kombucha pumpkin or a red scar pumpkin, it's not going to go very well because it, they're so thick on the inside with so much of the edible flesh or the edible pumpkin meat. Um, you, it's just next to impossible to carve them. Uh, so some people will paint them, but I get them for decorating and then eventually we process them for eating. And so um, when you pick pumpkins, as long as they're not carved or, you know, they have a wound on them where they're open, um, pumpkins can stay in a cool environment six months. Um, so you'll see people that might have pumpkins on their front porch now through January or February. But if you have like a cold cellar or a basement, um, or maybe even a dark corner in your pantry, you can store all of those winter squashes for many, many, many months until you're ready to cook them and process them. And then, um, of course, if you cook and process, then you have that choice of freezing or canning uh, the, the pumpkin that you get from there. And so a lot of people are really intimidated to cook a pumpkin. It is so darn easy. So let me share with you. And it was fun because my, my daughter's boyfriend, we were cooking pumpkin pie on Friday and, um, you know, we did it right from the pumpkin and it's super, super easy. A little sugar pie pumpkin. There's smaller orange ones that look like miniature jack-o'-lanterns. Those are great because they're like one pie pumpkins. You get about 16 ounces of the usable pumpkin out of it. Perfect for one pie recipe. Um, so just a little FYI if, if you still are going out and getting winter squash. Um, but the way that you want to do it, turn your oven on 325, 350. 
I prefer to just go low and slow. And um, you wash your pumpkin. If it has a big stem on it, you want to cut that stem down as much as you can so that you, it doesn't burn in the oven. If it breaks off, that's even better. It depends on how dry it is. And then you're going to take a good chef's knife or santoku knife, and you're going to um, poke holes in your pumpkin um, all the way around. And that is to allow the steam to escape so you don't have a pumpkin explosion in your oven. And so <laughs> then you're going to go ahead, put them on a baking sheet or in a roasting pan, um, and pop it in the oven. Those little sugar pie pumpkins take about an hour, hour and a half, depending on how many pounds. And then if you have those larger pumpkins, like a Cinderella, Kombachu, a red scarred pumpkin, um, those are going to take several hours. And so you just want to check it at about the two hour point. And what you want to do is literally take a fork and, and stick it in. And if it's very soft, then it, it can come out. If you have to work to pour poke your knife in there, then, then that means that you need to let it go a little bit longer in the oven. And you'll also notice that the skin of the pumpkin starts to pull away a little bit when it gets to that proper temperature and level of softness. And so it's very much a feel thing. Okay. There's not like a set time. You have to just give it a couple hours and keep, then start checking. And once it comes out, of course, you just want to let it sit and cool on the counter. Um, I roasted mine the week before because I, I wanted to get that part done and then I didn't know which day we would be making the pumpkin pies. Uh, but then if you do, if you don't use it right away, you can just saran wrap it in a pan and keep it in the refrigerator for at least a week, a week to 10 days. Um, and then, you know, then you can go ahead and start scraping it. So once you're ready to use that roasted pumpkin, just go ahead and cut it open into sections. And I usually cup a section of it in my hand and I get a butter knife and I just go right between the skin and the edible flesh um, and remove it that way. And of course you take a, a spoon or the butter knife and you get the membranes with the seeds out. Some people like to save the seeds. Other people might um, roast them, put them in their garden. You're totally your choice, whatever you decide to do. Um, but you want to, um, just separate the membranes and the seeds and the skin from the usable part of the pumpkin and put that in a bowl. And so, uh, for pumpkin pie, you throw the pumpkin into a pot, you start getting it hot. You can add a little cream and then you get an immersion blender, or if you have just a regular blender afterwards, but I use my immersion blender because my pumpkin pie recipe, you actually cook. Um, before you put it into the pie shell. And so then we use the immersion blender right in the pot. Some people call an immersion blender a stick blender. Love it. Best thing ever. As long as you have an electrical outlet by your stove. <laughs> and then, um, then it's, you know, then you start putting all your ingredients in to make the pie and there you go. You're off to the races. Um, if you are not going to use that roasted pumpkin right away, you have two options. You can um, first puree it, no matter which option you go for, run it through your blender, um, and you're going to turn it into pumpkin puree. And then you can freeze it by the pound. I usually like to weigh it out so that I know that I need a pound of, pu of pumpkin puree 
uh, for one pie. So I label it on the Ziploc bags, but the key is squeezing the air out of the bag. Got to squeeze the air out of the bag um, and then, and then uh, lay them flat in your freezer. I usually put those type of things on a sheet pan in the freezer, get them frozen solid, and then I can just stack them wherever. Or if you prefer canning, so it's on your pantry shelf, um, of course, after you puree it and it's hot, uh, you want to do it hot, put it into the hot jars, seal it with that whatever canning process that you choose, whether it's the hot water bath, the pressure, uh, whichever way. Um, you can also freeze in mason jars, um, which is a great thing to do, um, but you have to give it enough headroom in the freeze, um, in the jar, um, so that you don't have, because when you freeze, food expands, and so um, you don't want to bust the where it tries to expand and it will try to escape through the jar lid and it ends up cracking your jar. That is a bad day. And so um, make sure you give, a lot of times they'll say quarter inch, at least half an inch, if not more. A word from the wise <laughs> with anything in glass in the freezer. Um, and then you have that always ready to go year round. Um, some of the things that I like to do is, you know, pumpkin bread, pumpkin cinnamon rolls, Obviously, I love to bake. Um, anything in the baking world is amazing, but we love pumpkin pie. Um, and I make it from scratch, scratch. Um, eggs, cream, brown sugar, and spices, and uh, into a homemade pie crust, and it's just divine. Um, but then you can also make really good soup from it. You can add it into pasta sauces to give it extra nutrition, especially if you're doing more like a marinara sauce. And pumpkin goes really good with pistachios. Uh, and so there's different types of fun sauces that you can make that are savory with maybe a pistachio crust on a chicken. Uh, so it's a lot of fun. A lot of great things that you can do with such a versatile, healthy, amazing, nutrient-dense vegetable that not only is good for us, but it also is beautiful this time of year during the harvest. And of course, tomorrow for Halloween. And then in three more weeks, we're going to have one of my favorite holidays, which is Thanksgiving. So Hopefully you have your pumpkins already and that you can enjoy all that the harvest has for us and use it in so many different ways in your kitchen. So if you like today's episode, make sure you subscribe at homeacexpress.com, share it with your friends, and make sure you follow us on Pinterest, Instagram, and Facebook. Thanks, and we'll talk to you next week. Mm -hmm.